Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 90. Today, Jesus' wisdom on being overwhelmed and stressed and tired. Does Jesus give wisdom on being stressed? Actually, yes. Of course, they didn't call it stress in those days. But uh, that whole idea of um, taking on too much, of uh, not having a good sense of direction, that sense of being fragmented or scattered, that's all in this text, this passage that we're going to look at today. It's actually from Mark chapter 6. Kind of an interesting passage because Mark, Gospel of Mark, meaning the good news according to Mark, Good news being all about Jesus' life. The Gospels, by the way, cover the life of Jesus. Everyone in this passage today is overwhelmed. Everyone is needy in some way, and this includes Jesus and his disciples. So right at the beginning, that's worth noting. Jesus is not beyond human need. And neither are his disciples. Sometimes when we think about Jesus, we think about the disciples, his students, you know, the people of the Bible times. We think, oh, well, they were completely different from us. The disciples really weren't that different from us. Uh, Yes, they got tired. They got overwhelmed uh, to be stuck in a place where you don't know if you're coming or going and you're weary and you're tired. Yeah, that's all human. That's all common. This is all part of being human. What Jesus does here is, in this passage, he gives us wisdom on how to navigate these times of overload. So the passage begins, not going to go into the whole thing, it's too long, but the the passage begins with the apostles. That's another name for the disciples, the students. The students gathered around Jesus and they told him all that they had done and taught. So the context is, is the background is, is that the students, even though they were only with Jesus three years, had gone off on their own outreach time what we would call in church their own ministry. They went off to try things by themselves. Okay, they've had their internship. They've had their apprenticeship. They've been with Jesus three years. He's taught them how to pray. He's taught them how to have compassion on people. He's taught them how to discern the needs of people. He's been teaching them and will continue to teach them how to trust God, how to tap into the power of God. They go off and they try this all, this outreach for themselves. They come back and they report to him all that's happened. And his response as he's listening to them, Jesus listens to their their travels and all that's happened, and he discerns that they are tired. And he gives out this this one line. It's verse 31. Come away to a deserted place all by yourself and rest. That's it. Come away. Now, I want to make a comment on tiredness because 
some of the basic things that you read in the scripture are often the most profound. Tiredness, being stressed, being overwhelmed. Some people treat their bodies like machines. They just keep going and going and going. Now, especially this is a value here in North America. I can't speak for other places, but here in North America, to keep going and to keep pushing yourself and to do more and more and more is valued. That is not modeled by Jesus at all. The disciples tell him all that's been happening and their outreach and all they've accomplished and he notices they're tired and he says, you need to get away to a deserted place all by yourself and rest. Kind of intriguing, isn't it? Because he doesn't say, well done, you did a great job, that's fantastic, wow, you were really successful. Nothing like that, just, you know what? You're tired. Now, I don't even know if the students, the disciples know that they were exhausted, but Jesus saw it. He saw that they were tired. And I think that can happen to us too. Sometimes we don't know we're tired. Sometimes we do, right? Sometimes you wake up and you just think, I'm really tired today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm really tired. But I've noticed too that there are other, other times that you can be going through life and it's gonna take someone who knows you very well to say, I think you're tired, I think you need a rest. Because we can get in this mode of pushing and doing. And when we're tired, whether we realize this or not, we're really not working at our best. We can't advise anyone properly when we're tired. We can't counsel anyone. We can't make good decisions when we're stressed or distracted. It really doesn't work that well because when you're really tired and distracted, you don't have a lot of clarity. In other words, you are, you're running on adrenaline. You're not really taking time to stop and pause and tap into a deeper source of life. And that, of course, is God. We're talking about that deeper source. So they're all tired and also, Jesus is tired, but he's got a different, uh, he, he has a different kind of tiredness, different reason. He's actually grieving. Now, I know we don't often think of Jesus feeling things the way we do, but he was, remember, fully human. Yes. Was he the son of God? Yes. Yes. Uh, but there's a, a, a big part of Jesus too is also this fully human. He's grieving. Cousin John the Baptist had recently been murdered by Herod. I'm not going to go into the whole story of that. But if you read the, 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 parable, the passage before this, uh, you, would, you would read the story of uh, John the Baptist's cousin being killed by King Herod. Yeah, that's the wicked King Herod, that one from the... Christmas story. Those of you who were little and went to, when you were, went to Sunday school and heard the Christmas story and heard all about wicked Herod, that's the one. Now, Jesus called John the greatest prophet that ever lived. So we can assume here he's grieving. 
So that's a different kind of tiredness. It's a different kind of exhaustion grief, isn't it? But it's still a tiredness. It wears you down. So we have Jesus grieving John. We have the disciples coming back from this great outreach, this successful trip, this mission. They come back and Jesus says, okay, let's get into the boat. We're off to a deserted place. And so they go off on their boat. Remember, they're all fishermen, the disciples, or most of them. So sometimes the very obvious things in a text can reveal things to us. Okay, you don't often, you don't always have to look for, you know, profound things. There are many profound things, of course, in the scripture. But sometimes if you just pause, if you're reading this yourself, sometimes if you just pause on a simple line and then reflect upon it, it will reveal truth to you. So he's saying you need to be quiet and rest. Meaning what? Not everyone has a balanced life. Not everyone can work hard and also retreat and be filled. Yeah, you have people working and they're on the go and they're, then they get distracted and then they get frazzled. And then you have other people that can't get much accomplished at all. That's a whole other problem, right? There's a whole other group of people that can never get things done. They get to the end of the day and it's like, did you get that thing done that you really wanted to get done? No, I didn't. I, oh, actually, I didn't. Uh, I guess I'll have to, I'll, 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 I'll put it on tomorrow's list. And then tomorrow comes and then tomorrow goes and it's never done. It's not easy getting balance. The art of priority. Jesus spoke about this a lot. He didn't call it priorities. He called it Sabbath rest. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. It is nothing to do with just going to church for an hour on a Sunday. You can go to a church for an hour on a Sunday. It can be completely unbalanced, right? So it's a lot more than that. Sabbath rest is really knowing when to stop. It's knowing when to start. It's knowing what's yours to do. It's knowing what is not yours to do. It's knowing about learning how to tap into another source of life and power, God, this is, so that you can get new information, so that you can be led in a new way, which is really what prayer is. You know, without prayer, if we, if we can't learn to tap into prayer and get a new sense of direction, we just keep repeating the same thing all the time. We're just like a hamster on a wheel. We think the same things all the time. We do the same things all the time. Uh, we, we're creatures of, you know, patterns. Very important to us, right? God interrupts. The pattern. It's like, disciples, you need to rest. You're so out of balance here. You need to get away to a quiet place. Disciples, students, what are you doing? What's your priority? What's your priority? Disciples would say, well, uh, well the outreach, the work. The work's the priority. I mean, doing what you taught us to do, the work's the priority. No, 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 Jesus would say, your work is never your top priority. 
It doesn't matter what kind of work it is. It doesn't matter how important it is. Work of any kind is never your first priority. This is what Jesus teaches. And it's kind of surprising. Well, he's got so many other surprising things. Disciples, what is the most important thing to you? Oh, well, if it's not my work, then is it my family? No, Jesus would say, surprisingly. Family is never your first priority. See, he has different values. Jesus has completely different values. It's like, well, why? I mean, I thought that our family, our loved ones, our nearest and dearest, our closest ones, I thought that was the most important thing in our lives. And, and what I do, it's who I am. Well, no, Jesus would say, work and family can be so time-consuming. They can be so demanding that the needs of both of them can lay claim to all of us. And as far as Jesus is concerned, that is a completely inadequate way to live. Work, family, relationships, people, children, whatever, callings, passions, whatever, were never meant to lead and take first place. They're just not able to do that. Jesus would say, you're asking someone to do something they're not built to do. You're expecting your job to give you life and fulfillment and be the answer to everything? It's not going to work. You've put all your hope into one person or one child or, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It was never, ever meant to be that way. We were never, ever meant to be led by the needs of those around us. It is a, just a burnout waiting, for, waiting to happen. Because people's needs are never, ever ending, right? They're constant. They're never ending. And so Jesus is always call, calling for balance here. Well, more than balance for most of us, it's a completely different way of looking at life. In fact, you know, if you're really open, uh, eventually, at one point, um, you keep on staying close to God and you will be <laughs> questioned on what you eat, why you eat, how long you sleep, how well you sleep, what you do with your body. I mean, everything really comes into play. The body and the spirit and the emotional life are all completely intertwined. They all affect the other. You know, each one affects each part of us. It's all integrated. So if you're out of kilter in one area, you get out of kilter in all the areas. So Jesus speaks to this a lot, this whole idea of priority and the idea of learning how to retreat and get back to what is truly important. He would say, the only way you can get back to what's truly important is to get to that quiet place so that you can be redirected. This is what he called prayer. So you can be redirected, so you can be guided. So very important. Otherwise, you will keep on saying the same things, doing the same things. Why do people 
keep making wrong choices? Why do people not learn? Well, because they've never learned how to go to that quiet place for that sense of direction. You see, the, the amazing thing about the spiritual life is, is that it gives you new information. Generally speaking, people don't give you new information. Generally speaking, people repeat themselves. But the thing about the scripture is, the thing about God is, that God speaks through the scripture, is that you get, a, you get new information. It's like, not that way, this way. No, you're thinking about that person in the wrong way. How about thinking about that person in this way? Or see that challenge that you're going through? Here's another way to look at that. Yeah, the disciples will have to learn this new rhythm of life. It's like, students, you, you just can't keep giving out all the time. And he takes the fact that they're tired and he uses it to teach them about the importance of learning how to find renewal. Now, this is the way God works with us. It's everyday common events of, in our lives. God uses these common everyday events in our lives, things like grieving, things like being tired, things like being stressed, things like being driven. And it's like, hey, let me talk to you about this because this needs tweaked. <laughs> it's like, this, this needs, there needs to be some changes here. This isn't quite right. This isn't serving you well. Ultimately, it's not serving you well. We're going to make some changes here. The old word for that, by the way, is repentance. So we and Jesus students, they need to learn how to find rest and refreshment. Otherwise, they're never going to survive, right? Right. They're never going to be able to, not in the long haul. They'll just be stressed and burnt out. So the disciples, let me get back to this text here and show you something else. The disciples get back in the boat. And remember, they're on their boat for a wee bit, peace and quiet. I don't know if they get too much peace and quiet because by the time they get to their destination, there's a crowd of people waiting for them on the shore. Yeah, after a while, you know, Jesus got known as a healer. He got known as a miracle worker. Not that he necessarily saw his primary reason here to do miracles, but people were fascinated by miracles. And they're waiting for him. And he gets off the boat, and this is verse 34. He looks at the crowd and he discerns and he senses the spirit, the energy of the crowd. And he says, you know what? They're like sheep without a shepherd. You ever felt like that? What is that? Like sheep without a shepherd. If you looked at someone or if you looked at a group of people and you, and you thought, oh, she's like sheep without a shepherd. Or he's like a sheep without a shepherd. What would, what would that be? You, what would you be sensing? You'd be sensing they don't have, like they don't have any sense of direction. When I'm when I'm like when I'm a sheep without a shepherd, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure. Or I keep changing my mind. Well, try this. 
but I'll try that, or maybe this will work, or, or maybe that will work, or I'm kind of drifting through life. This sounds like a good idea. No, I don't like this idea. I'm going to try something else. When Jesus encountered that kind of energy, because it is somewhat distracted and aimless and a bit fearful, do you know what he did when he encountered this? He began to teach them many things for the whole day. He didn't feed them. He didn't clothe them. He didn't give them money. He didn't heal them. He didn't do miracles. He began to teach them many things. Yeah, it's like you need grounded in something so much bigger. You need something solid and stable and unchanging in your life. You need to, people, you need grounded in a sense of purpose and direction. You're like sheep without a shepherd. Let me tell you about the shepherd God who can lead you in all things. Let me tell you about the good shepherd who says, go this way, not that way. He spent the entire day teaching them. It's not like, okay, people, you know, let me just meet all your needs. No, no, he's not doing that. He's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you a new way to live. I'm going to give you a new way to think about life and what's important in life. Because Jesus knew, change someone's thinking and you change their life. Change the thinking, then the behavior changes. Change the thinking, then the choices change. Point someone to the good shepherd. Yeah, that can, that can be a permanent life changer. If somebody's open and they're tired of the way things are going, and you point someone to the good shepherd and you say, you know, this one can actually lead you and give you a new sense of direction, that's, that's inviting if you feel like you're a mess, isn't it? Jesus is looking at the crowd and he's saying, you're like sheep without a shepherd. It's chaotic here. This is chaos. You're lost. You're scattered. Let me tell you about the shepherd God. Let me tell you about the one who can guide you and lead you and correct you. This is the one that says, no, no, not that way. It's time to stop that. It's time to move on. Let's change this. Don't put your time there. Don't put your energy into that. Don't put your energy into that person, into that project, into that goal. Put it here. Where you're headed isn't life-giving. Walk this path. This leads to life. Yeah, that's what we call the leading of God. I think it's good to remember that whenever, whatever we encounter on a daily basis, you know, simple things like being tired, simple things like uh, being distracted and not having a good sense of direction, or, in Jesus' case, grieving and going through a loss. And who hasn't gone through a lot of losses this past year when you think about it, right? All of these ordinary human feelings, emotions, 
states of being. This is exactly what God uses to teach us something or show us something about ourselves. And of course, it also shows us something about God. Because so much of the heart of Jesus' teaching is redirecting us to a place where we can receive renewal and refreshment and rest. There's the heart cry. Yeah, there's the heart cry. When he says you're like sheep without a shepherd, when he says come away to this quiet place, you need, you need, a, you need to rest. It's like God help us to, there's the heart cry, help us to find that rest in you. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.